Have you ever played with Legos? And are diamonds not the hardest substance on Earth? Let's learn a thing or two. Welcome back to the Two Top Podcast. Welcome back. Uh, I hope you all had a nice, lovely uh, Christmas or Hanukkah or Happy New Year's. Holiday ha- season. Holiday season. Also, you know? Thomas. Happy New Year. This is the first episode of 2019. We've made it. 2019. If 2018 was 365 days of good stuff, 2019 is just the same. Actually, I don't know. I think it's 365.4 or something like that. You get a bonus. True. Um, leap year is coming up, but I don't think this year is a leap year. I don't think so either. You know, as we move forward, 2019 sounds pretty futuristic. Am I right? It's getting there. Like 2022 is like a really futuristic thing. Yeah, that's going to be like, wow, we are living in what we dreamed of years ago. Something about like 2020 is a futurist place. Yeah, it's a gradual step to get there, but I don't know, just kind of it, it sounds futuristic. But the 20, we'll be in the 20s again. Anyway, Matt, this is not what we came here to talk about. We came here to talk about topics, and Matt, I have something to talk about that I interacted with for the first time in a long time over this holiday season. What's that? I got a set of Legos. Oh, you know what? That's really funny because I went to a couple stores and saw Legos and I stared at them for a little longer than I probably should have for a 20-year-old boy, but well, what, what did you get, Thomas? And did you build it? Yes, I um That's so exciting. I recently discovered these Lego architecture sets. They're pretty nice. I've seen them. They're they're definitely not for the younger generation. They are they are a complicated build. Yeah. And I really enjoyed doing it, and while like making them inside the instruction books, they also had stuff on the buildings and like the history and like how it's done. And I was like, "Oh, this is like this is not child like that childish. This is more like young adult era like stuff." And oh, yeah. I've played with Legos since forever. Me too. Me too. So I wanted to think it's like you know, Legos are such an iconic thing in culture with the Lego Movie and the sequel coming out soon. Let's just let's just chat about Legos for a little bit. So we got to go back. Legos, of course, like all good things, weren't made in America. They were made overseas in the Scandinavian countries of Denmark. Yeah, Lego. They're a proud icon of that nation, right? Yeah, it's like how Japan and their TV shows and like IKEA and Sw- Sweden. Yeah, and Lego in Denmark. Lego was created by Ole Kirk uh, Christensen. Uh, Kirk he, Christensen. Yes. He was born 1891 and lived till 1958, which... So Legos already, have been around for a while. We're already starting pretty far back. Yeah, yeah. Because he started his company, Lego, in 1934. And Lego is derived from the term Legot, which means play well. Oh, Legot. I thought it was going to be like an Ikea thing. Where, like, the name and then a farm. Yeah. The name and then, like, the factory or something where he was, like, building furniture. Uh, oh, can I take a guess? Were Legos originally wood? Legos were originally wood. Okay, that was my guess, yeah. Uh, Kirk was a carpenter. He created a lot oh, of wooden toys. It. And yeah. only in 1947 did he change over to creating plastic toys. So, the 19, in 1949, the original Legos began production, as well as a couple other products 
of these interlocking build like building bricks called automatic binding bricks wow they were uh they were like very kid craft they were made with injection molding using acid from cellulose acetate and they kind of came from these wooden blocks like the wooden blocks that you build mm. and then now they're plastic blocks yeah yeah so it's a ton of oil going into it isn't it yeah we'll we'll get oh, yeah, into that, the yeah. um that's a whole like part how of much these plastic things are really like affecting life plastic um, but the Lego Group's motto has now become "Eat uh, bits er ich forgot," uh, which is "Only the best is the best." But it's <laughs> only more, the best is the best. But the more literal is "The best is never too good." This motto, which is still used today, huh. was created by Christiansen uh, Kirk to encourage his employees to never skimp out on quality because he valued that believing in strong, like strong products, is the best way to create produce things so nothing but the best coming out of lego factories. I, I think that's true because thomas you ever have those moments when you're building a lego set and you're like i swear it's missing a piece it's missing a piece and you're like frustrated and then you're like wait a minute it was here the whole time they never really miss out on pieces they have everything they need no you I've may have super super complex but you'll always have all the parts and only like a few extra that yeah like, they, they give you extra and and they all fit perfectly every always time, so, i've never yeah. had a busted lego brick the standards of qualities with legos are off the charts Shit, i really want to just like click some legos together i feel i forget what the feeling's like it's it's nostalgic that's for sure yeah so wow. the modern brick design that we all know and love which is made of abs plastic mm-hmm. um it was patented in july no january 28th 1958 so, it's not too old. No, 1958 is not too long ago. I mean, it is, but... That's a lie. Really that's uh, that's 60 years ago. Yeah. But before our lifetime. Oh, it was the 60th far. anniversary of Lego. In 18? Wait. Oh, no. We're, we're, we're recording this uh, 13 days before the 61st anniversary of Lego. Oh, if I did this... Well, th- you can release it on the anniversary. I could, but we'd also probably have to, we should have recorded it next week and then it would have come out oh, on the anniversary. Shocks. So, you know, they have those small Lego bricks, but they also have those really big ones. Yeah. And those are their Diplo line. And that was uh, more, the big, it was younger kids. It was pretty much all the dimensions were doubled. And that was for younger kids because, you know, swallowing stuff isn't good. <laughs> swallowing stuff isn't good for anyone. So now like Legos, Legos have grown there's been sets there's been like working with companies i think star wars and like marvel now and they all work together to make these lego creations that kids can build at home it's it's a great thing and there's also like their little mini figures those little people that yeah, came collectible yeah they came in uh, 1978 i just saw them at a store you can buy individual minifigures but you don't know which one you're gonna get so you know, you just buy a random little pack and then you open it up and you're like, oh, I got I got this guy. That's pretty cool. Or this girl. So some fun facts. Uh, in May 2011, the Space Shuttle Endeavor brought 13 Lego kits to the International Space Station where the astronauts built models to see how they would react in microgravity. Legos in microgravity. Legos in space. That's dude. like a fantastical image of just Legos floating around in space, you know? And wow. in t- May 
and they like doing these things in May. Uh, May tw- 2013, the largest model ever created was displayed in New York City and was made up of 5 million Lego bricks, a one-to-one scale model of an X-Wing fighter. One-to-one. And in February 2015, Lego replaced Ferrari as the world's most powerful brand. Now that's... What does it mean, powerful brand? Think of, like, Coca-Cola and, like, Apple and like oh just the amount the of people know it yeah i think i think that's what they mean by it. world's power not the most brand. like sold obviously not everyone has a ferrari but, no I but don't you know ferrari like if you bring up there. like like you said coca-cola in like a developing third world country people know what it is i think yeah They've heard so of it. yeah so legos legos work off a system of very structured design you know everything is very uh Everything is very, like, this piece has to be able to fit with all other pieces. So when it comes to designing Lego bricks, you don't really see a lot of new bricks come out. They kind of have all the base blocks. Mm -hmm. Think of it like wooden construction. It's like you have your 2x4, you have your 2x2, your 1x1, your 2x3, and then you got a bunch of varieties in that. But it's not like... If they need a piece, like it's easy to produce. It's yeah. they all follow a simple method. So where the big interesting things come from are these Lego sets. When you get an instruction book of how to build these Legos. Now I personally I like going for the the free form method of Lego construction, which is just just go at it. Even without a set. I mean, without a set. I mean, you build a set. You build a couple sets. You get your Lego stockpile. They break. They end up in a big bucket of Legos. Yeah, it's true. Everybody has that. <laughs> and then and then you just start to build. And that's where the yeah. creativity aspect of Lego comes from. And that's probably the most fantastic part of all of this. Um, and the people who really utilize this Lego format to its best ability are these master builders. In this world, there are a select few of people out there who are considered master builders. Of, of designing? Or just they're just known like I am the master of Lego building. I build huge crazy models, like crazy le- constructions. Like there's tests and exam, not exams, but like not everybody is a master Lego builder. Wow. You have to, there's certain requirements. You have to be able to do certain things. One of the tests is to be able to make a sphere out of Legos with no instructions. With a, do you do you know how many Legos you would get? I think they just give you it. They just give you a whole box, and it's like make a sphere out of Legos that needs to be like a certain height. But these I can ma- do that. I can do it, Thomas. These master builders are the people who are building these giant X-wing sculptures, or all the crazy sculptures and all the crazy things you see in the world mm-hmm. of like massive Legos. These are created by these master builders. Yeah, and they are like the ones who create these larger-than-life creations. Wow. I think it'd be really cool to meet a master builder and talk to him about his craft. Because they are, at their core, they're designers and and builders, you know? Did you ever play with Legos? Of course. Big Lego guy? Of course. Lego Star Wars was the best. Lego Knights back in the day? I forget what it was called specifically. That was my thing. Well, I think the... That was fun. The craziest part about Legos is... 
as I said, I got a set of architecture legos. I was like, oh, you know what? I bet they have some other cool ones like Falling Water and like the Villa Savoie. And I've I, seen all those, yeah. I want to look into it. My lord, Matt, legos are the most expensive thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Really? I remember you can get like a, you know, if you get one, like, I don't know, a Star Wars vehicle, it could be like 60 bucks, right? Legos are so expensive. Like what? what is like, I don't know, an architecture box? I got like, like a little architecture set that was like. What was it? Was it it was a cool? skyline of Sydney and a skyline of Shanghai. Oh, that's awesome. And you have the opera house in there. Like yeah, little, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. I want to see that. But each one was forty bucks online, and like yikes, the falling water. I think it was like a hundred something dollars. So, is there the idea that they're going to be collectible? It's the deal that I think Legos are Legos last forever. Yeah, that's and true. like you're plastic. <laughs> yeah, like you don't toss Legos and get new ones. Like these are permanent objects mm -hmm. but they're so expensive dude yeah but i mean thinking I about know. like the intricacies and like the processes it, i guess it makes sense and if kids want it kids are gonna get it because that's how kids are the parents buy it. i don't think i ever bought my own lego sets really because it was when i was younger but now i know why i was always told never to throw out legos because they <laughs> too are much money they're too expensive to put in the trash <laughs> i'll admit under my desk at home my my work desk is filled with Legos, like constructed models that okay. I just I like I don't play with Legos anymore. I you're making me want to again, yeah, just but I just want to click the pieces together and just feel it because I completely forget. But I don't know what to do with them. I'm I don't know. Part of me is like, are they gonna jump in value and I'm gonna be able to sell it with the box because I have all the boxes in my closet. I the thing is about Legos, I feel like it's impossible to resell Legos. I feel like. The sets are the most expensive part about it, but the pieces themselves, I feel like, don't have as much of a value. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I, don't, I haven't tried to sell my Legos yet. <laughs> Neither have I. I don't know. Maybe we'll pass it on to kids in the future. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe the kids in 2020 will understand the true meaning of Legos. What's next? Virtual Legos? Oh, my gosh. I mean, they have the iPad app. I mean, Lego has always had a, di a digital presence, Lego, which is cool. Yeah, Lego has surpassed just a toy it has been countless video games starting with legos lego star wars is the first one that comes to mind but all the way back oh, i played shucks I played, the wii game oh my goodness i played legos i played lego city which was the second lego game ever to come out on my grandpa's old pc in his house and like i remember wow. that and wow it, and like people still talk about that game because like it's right before it was went onto market uh the whole staff was fired really yeah it, it's like why was that to make more money whoa yeah it, it's like it's one thing that like stays in history but that can be a whole whole different topic but yeah. they also make movies the lego movie i don't know if you've seen the lego movie matt, matt i've seen the, bits of it but i have the haven't. lego movie is such a good time for played the video game people for all ages I should watch it, and especially the second one's coming out. Okay, the second one coming out. I'm excited. Yeah. And the Lego Batman movie also has its charm. Lego Batman movie? I knew there was the video game. I didn't know there was a movie. Yeah, there's a nice variety of stuff out there. So they're a powerhouse of a company. They are, and that's why they're argued to be now the, wor the world's, world's most, most powerful, powerful company. company. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But that's what I got on Legos. 
And yeah, you're making me nostalgic now. You're gonna bring a tear to my eye. I gotta go. I gotta run home. I'm, I'm cutting class. I gotta go home and play with Legos. Well, we better or buy a fifty dollars set. Well, we better move on to uh, see what you have, so it's funny, you don't I'm, get too teary eyed. I'm also talking about something tiny and intricate, but this is a little bit more mature. So, Thomas, today I, I want to talk about something a little bit more valuable than Legos. Not by much, maybe, because Legos seem pretty expensive. But uh, diamonds, we're talking about diamonds, the value, the history, what even is a diamond. Uh, last night was one of those nights that I fell into a YouTube loophole. Do you Ooh. have nights like that? I do, I do. I end up, the worst thing I do, I end up falling into a loophole of cooking videos at like 1 a.m. and all I want to do is make food. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's even worse than what happened to me last night. <laughs> last night I was doing, I had a podcast topic picked out and I was like, okay. Problem is when you want to watch YouTube videos on it, you get suggestions, Thomas. There should be a way to turn them off, you know? Turn off suggestions. Because I literally put each suggestion in a new tab and go through them one by one before I get to the original video I intended to watch. Awful, awful. So I found a whole slew of um, luxury um, jewelry kind of collecting and purchasing and like, I don't know, I like watches. So I was watching watch videos and like people were showing off their collections. And something I noticed with the watches, watches are, are very expensive and that can be its own topic later on. I'd love to cover that. But a lot of the watches on the faces, they have diamonds inlaid. A lot of them are like aftermarket diamonds. Companies specifically specialize in putting diamonds in existing jewelry. And, you know, Rolex sometimes puts diamonds in it, limited edition pieces. And it's crazy. They look ridiculous. It looks like you're like a hip-hop rapper and you're walking out with like all your chains on. And the watch is just covered with diamonds. Yeah, a watch face is, in comparison to a ring, a watch face has so much more surface area that needs some diamage, diamond you gotta, coverage. You got to bling it up, you know? Yeah. And to me, it's not very tasteful to have a million diamonds on something. But when you look at the history of diamonds and how valuable they are, it's a, it's a statement, you know? Oh, yeah. And that's that's what it's going for. It's more of a statement. And then the style comes after, which I'm, I'm slowly realizing. But these watches can cost half a million dollars to over a million dollars, depending on how collectible they are. I want to get into the value of diamonds, but let's go into a little history of diamonds. So the stone's name is actually derived from the Greek word adamas, which translates to unconquerable. Unconquerable. And okay. you can kind of guess that because diamonds are super, super hard Yeah, you substances. can't break a diamond, really. You can't really break a diamond unless if you're using other harder materials like Diamond. diamonds or some artificial materials, which I'll get into. So the earliest diamonds were actually found in India in the fourth century, um, although the youngest of the deposits were formed 900 million years ago. So they're old. They're very old. A majority of these stones were traded on the Silk Road until the 18th century. India was the thought to be the only source of diamonds in the whole entire world because they only found them in India. But then people branched out and they started finding them in places like um, South America and Brazil in the early 1700s. So diamonds have been valued because of their strength and brilliance and their ability to refract light and engrave metal. So it's kind of a tool, not just a, a statement. You yeah, know? it's more than just beautiful, but it also has... It's function. Yeah. Form and function within one precious metal that's rare. That is where the value comes from. Diamond is the hardest naturally occurring material. It's not the hardest material on Earth. Many people think it is. Right. It's not. There are a couple materials that are harder. Plus, diamond isn't always 100% pure. So it won't be as strong as it can be, you know? Um, let's see. There are two other substances. Uh, wurtzite boron nitride, which is a synthetic-derived material. And then there is Lonsdalite, which comes from meteorites. 
Oh. And we mix it with some other chemicals, and we get some very harder materials. That sounds awfully rare. Um, they have similar molecular structures. So what is what are diamonds made out of, do you know, uh, at their core? Diamonds are carbon. Carbon, exactly. So when you think of carbon, you think of coal, right? Black coal. That Diamonds and coal are the same thing. All you do is just put a piece of coal or, you know, a, a structured piece of rock that has this, the carbon structure as coal in extreme heat and pressure for a very long time. Like I'm talking millions of years. You know, 900 million, million years ago was the earliest. Um, and then you get a diamond. Pretty crazy, right? So in the, in the early ages, diamonds were worn as jewelry because they were rare. They're like, wow, this is a shiny stone. I'm going to put it. Just like you're a kid walking through the yeah. woods. You see something shiny, you keep it. It's treasure. But in this case, people are like, oh, they are pretty rare. So kings would take them. Queens would take them. Um, people would wear them to, to put on their armor to protect them in battle because it was hard. Could you imagine? Diamond-plated armor? Complete function at that point. In the Dark Ages, diamonds were also used as a medical aid, and they were thought to cure illness and heal wounds if you could eat it, you know, ingesting diamonds. That's some... So you're pooping diamonds, Thomas. Yeah, I guess they <laughs> just had these things laying around if they're eating them. So diamonds, back to the, the point of coal and how rare they are, diamonds are formed approximately 90 to 240 miles below the Earth's surface. You're talking molten lava, pressure, shifting tectonic plates, all that jazz. Gases. Yeah, that's down extreme there. Extreme conditions. Something so beautiful comes out of something so extreme. I think that's very cool. In 1866, um, a 15-year-old boy was exploring the banks of the Orange River when he came across what he thought was a pebble, but it turned out to be a 21.25-carat diamond. So carats in terms of diamond, I want to cover this. Um, yeah, because carat. you always heard, hear that term thrown around. It's like, this is a 20-carat diamond. or Exactly. So You what, also hear it with precious metals like gold and um, I guess just silver. Gold. Silver a little bit when it's when it's mixed in with things and you get the, the percentages. So don't confuse gold carats to diamond carats. They're completely different. So a carat for a diamond is a unit of weight for precious stones and pearls specifically, now equivalent to 200 milligrams. So a carat is a unit of weight. A carat when used with gold, um, oh, also carat for diamonds, C, C-A-R-A-T. Okay. Um, gold is K-A-R-A-T, and carats for gold is a unit of purity. So 24 carat gold is pure gold, and then anything um, less than that is an alloy. It's mixed All right. with something. because They mix it because gold is a very soft metal, yeah, it's... and you don't want it to wear away or bend or anything. Um, just a quick note. Carrots came from the term, um, there was a German coin called the Mark, and it was common a thousand years ago. It weighed about 24 carats because it was solid gold, and that's where the standard for 24 carat gold is. That's solid gold. Uh, and then carrots in terms of diamond derived from that term, but they changed it up for weight. So interesting, so right? So you have carrots you can eat, carrots that define purity of gold, and carrots that define uh, the weight of diamonds. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So we're going to jump ahead to the early 1900s, end of the 1800s. Um, so many mining operations spread around the world to find these um, diamonds. So like operations for diamond cutting were opened in major cities around the world. Such Belgium was a huge city for diamond production. Belgium has a whole diamond district. I've walked through it. Yeah, it's one of the biggest in the world. I just uh, biked through Philly's um, Jewelers Row. I didn't even know right we had Right by Washington uh, Square. Every shop, it's not just pawn shops, it's every shop is a jeweler. It's pretty wild. Yeah. So the diamond supply drastically increased, thus the price dropped. 
the, oh. the demand wasn't as much because they were so easily accessible, you know, uh, supply and demand. I wish I was uh, buying at that time. Yeah, they dropped um, about 50% in value. Um, Stockpile by 19, on diamonds? By 1990, or 1919, uh, modern-day diamond and precious stones mining has been a f- found around the globe, but they lost value to uh, nearly 50%. Um, so what are diamonds used for today? Mostly jewelry. Jewelry, but also, like, you see, like, diamond files. Diamond-tipped everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly, to cut other things. So the 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 shaping of these precious stones is all used with diamonds. Diamond-tipped tools at the microscopic level, you know. You don't want to break your diamond-tipped tool. No, that'd be pretty expensive. And, and anyone can buy, like, a diamond edge saw, you know, because it's just kind of dust to yeah. reinforce it and make it harder and it works but it's it is expensive but it's not like buying like a two carat diamond right know? there's it's a difference there's a difference so i want to get into a little section about the engagement ring because the engagement ring you know everybody is, knows like that's a big diamond that's the like iconic use of diamond in jewelry aspect i saw some big diamonds the other day a lady was like oh from a 50th or not 50th anniversary i don't know 25th anniversary She's like, I got this, got this ring, held it up, giant diamonds. I was like, holy goodness, you know, what are the, what are the carrots on those diamonds? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> I want to know the value of it. I want to know the purity. I want to know the coloration. Tell me those carrots. Tell me those carrots. So I'll get into pricing, but I want to give a little history of the engagement ring. So it goes back to ancient Rome. Um, in ancient Rome, early rings were formed of twisted copper or braided hair, and they were worn on the third finger. You know why they were worn on the third finger? Why is this the ring finger out of all fingers? Uh, I don't know. It's called the vena amoris that um, is a vein that runs in here. I mean, all your fingers have veins. But they believe that vein was straight to the the heart. Exactly. Yeah, it sounds like some ancient Egyptian stuff. Yeah, pretty (laughs) passionate and romantic, am I right? So thus the ring finger. So the Romans actually had betrothal rings that were given as a sign of affection or friendship. So I could give you like an engagement ring. We'd just be pals. Oh. You know, I'd give it to like a bunch of people if I had the money, you know? So then there was a whole idea with the Pope and saying, like, okay, we need to separate friendship from marriage. And then they, thus the modern engagement ring was kind of formulated with diamonds, precious stones. They wanted to make it a more elaborate presentation. So pretty crazy, you know. Yeah. Um, so now I want to get into the pricing. So here's the 2019 general pricing for diamonds. So half a carat diamond is priced at $1,500. $1,500. Half a carat? I'm sorry, 1500 yeah, for half, half a carat, yeah. A one-carat diamond can be anywhere from 4500 to $6,000, and a two-carat diamond is 18000 to 21000 And the reason they, they range is because the coloration and the code and the purity of the diamond all affect it. So there are four Cs, carat, cut, color, clarity. The four Cs of diamond of buying. So I don't know if you're going to get engaged anytime carat. soon or buy any bling, Thomas, but you, you know, should know these. Carat, cut basic like carrot cut color yeah i can see through it clarity yes carrot cut yeah color and clarity okay so the more flawless and colorless the rock the higher the price so i just looked up earlier um the price of it was like a um shucks i want to tell you what the color it was it was like an l4 code and it was like a, a 10 or something and it was like 
the diamond cost $183,000. It was a three carat diamond. And the picture looks significantly, I was like, oh, I like that diamond. And then I realized that was like one of the nicest ones because it's the most clear diamond you can it's, get. Yeah, it's probably the most beautiful one you can find. And the shape was perfect. So, you know, you can have a round diamond to add a lot of sparkle, but it's smaller. Whereas a square diamond is bigger, but it doesn't have as much sparkle. So now I want to get into the, the shape. So there's some, some loose diamond shapes that are the most popular. Round diamonds, everybody knows a round diamond. Yeah. The princess diamond was popular in um, like the 80s. It's a square. Oh, Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sheen edges. Cushion, which is rounded square. Um, oval, um, emerald shape. You can picture an emerald. Heart-shaped diamonds, They're, they go in and out. Pear-shaped diamond, a marquee diamond, an asher diamond, which is pretty cool. That's the shape right there. It's like a uh, hexagonal shape. Oh, okay. Um, and then there's the radiant diamond, which is like a elongated square. It's a rectangular. Oh, that's some. Those are some wild diamond cuts. Pretty cool, right? So flash forward to modern times, and diamonds are being mined uh, all around the world. North America, Canada is one of the biggest mines in the. Um, it's called the. Uh, let's see. I was gonna say I Akati mine in Canada. I assume. I mean, Pennsylvania. I mean, I don't know too much, but I know Pennsylvania is known for its coal. It's been known for its coal forever. Yeah. yeah. Does that mean high coal density also chance of diamonds, or does it not? Or does it not work? You like know, that? I think those go hand in hand. I mean, where there's coal, there are gonna be diamonds. But there, I say, there are going to be because the timing. Coal right. is just a very early stage of carbon pressurized into that molecular structure. Diamonds take millions of years to form so right, that coal right. has to sit from eventually yeah pennsylvania is going to be a huge diamond mine if you leave the coal at pressure underground for like another million years 900 million years yeah so yeah, i'd call it that so you know eventually yeah invest put some money into it i don't know <laughs> i won't hold you back put your money into diamonds i, I Gold's actually overrated i don't know if you go up to canada and you go to that akati diamond mine would you find a bunch of coal probably not because the coal would all be Compressed. Compressed, crushed, pushed out of the way, or turned into diamonds very rarely. You know? There was actually a um, company, if you've heard of it, called the, um, I will tell you in one minute. Uh, oh, De Beers, Consolidated Mines, formed by Englishman Cecil John Rhodes. De Beers is one of the, the largest mining operations companies out there. They form to control the diamond population. They're still very rare. Diamonds cost a lot of money. Am I right? So it's like a diamond monopoly but in a sense? In, in a sense, yes. But anyone can go out if you have the equipment. You know, yeah, anybody can go mine diamonds. Expensive, but... <laughs> you, know? you know, and the process is like mining anything. You got to filter it out, which you bring in. Stone, crush it, bring it out. Diamond, ooh. You so it's, it's not... It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone, but you can go to a store and buy a diamond. I remember one time I was at my friend's house and his dad was like, hey, come here. I think I found a diamond on the carpet. It might have fallen off an earring. And we were like, oh, how do we test it? And he held it up to a window and we scratched the window and we found a little diamond. It was, <laughs> Just, it was his <laughs> wife's diamond from her earring, but it was definitely a diamond. We scratched the window. Oops. Oops. <laughs> but hey, that's a good way to test it. Diamonds are pretty cool. I don't I don't know, the idea of engagement in that big ring doesn't appeal to me at all. But um, I don't know, knowing the history of diamonds and how precious they are, maybe someday I'll own a Rolex with like a single diamond in it. I wouldn't want any more than one diamond. Any, I think that any I'm more than one statement. diamond is too much. Yeah, I 
diamonds are crazy you know i don't know how i would wear a diamond maybe a little earring a little stud (laughs) a little stud i mean it's worth a lot of money it's a statement it's it's a beautiful thing it comes from nature and that's beautiful you know yeah so that's my formed in the chaos of diamonds i didn't know any of this before i researched it and i learned so much it's crazy what uh late night youtube sessions will bring you to yeah i am shocked that i ended up on diamonds when i started out trying to find something else which is next week's topic well i can't wait to hear what's next week's topic but for now this is it for two top this week yeah it's two topics for you yeah and we got more coming your way and you know 2019 is gonna be a good it's gonna be a good year maybe go get some diamonds go play with some legos like similar yeah toys toys (laughs) kids adults they're toys diamonds are the toys for adults once you have that money yeah (laughs) if you have that it's crazy Alrighty, but that's all we'll catch you next week for another two topics see you this was two top an independently created and run podcast created by thomas lance and matt berg music this episode comes from lee rosever for more info about this week's episode visit us at twotoppodcast.com For general inquiries and feedback, send us an email at twotoppodcast at gmail.com. See you next week for another Two Topics.